Welcome to the Gem Revealed podcast, where together we discover your soulmate. This is a weekly series of powerful conversations with expert speakers, thought leaders, and relationship coaches talking through the victories and villains that weave their way into our most significant relationships. Please join me, Janine Moniz, founder of Gem Revealed Matchmaking, to learn the raw truth regarding the pitfalls and plateaus of dating in today's society. We will have open and transparent conversations surrounding the staggering facts that one out of every two marriages fail. Let's stop this insanity and learn how to date smarter. Learn how a healthy relationship starts with you. What do you need to do differently to build the right foundation for your relationship? Hello, Gem Revealed listeners. Thank you for stopping by in another episode of a Gem Revealed podcast, Self Mastery to Soulmate. Privileged today to have my guest with me, Chantel Kanzanese. How do I do, Chantel? Good enough. It's Kanzanese. I got the Kanzanese, a true paisan. A true paisan. Um, we are here together to have these real raw conversations. Um, Chantel is an amazing date coach, very specific for men. Um, she is actually in Canada. But um, she had just really confessed to me that actually none of her her clients are actually even in her area, that they're spread out all throughout the country. But she is so um, honoring to us to be here today to share so much of her wisdom and her background that dates back. You know, she's sharing back from when she was 15 years old of, you know, why she is in this specific role and the responsibility and how she is able to really help men be the best version of themselves when it comes to, you know, dating and relationships. So Chantel, I just, you know, I'm enjoying getting to know you and hearing some of your stories. You know, just, I feel like we've connected so well just through our own, you know, some of our own stories of kind of giggling at our, our own kookiness, but how that kookiness is really showing up and how we really become a sharper, more beautiful person and able to really take on this whole aspect of dating. So I'd love really to hear from you and, you know, let's jump in and and I'd love to hear about what is it that, you know, gives you the right to be the light, the, the dating coach that you are today and how are you getting this success? What are your past experiences that have brought you to this point? Yeah. Thanks, Janine, for that wonderful introduction, by the way. Um, I've thought a lot about this since I started this business because a lot of people ask me the same questions. And to be honest, if you were to ask me five years ago, if I'd be doing what I was doing now, I'd say absolutely not. And this has kind of come in a very fluid way, but also, um, there was a lot of pain to get me here, put it that way. So to kind of frame, you know, my experiences, I would say this even goes back to the age of 15 and I'm 37. That is a long time ago. And at the time, I had my very first boyfriend. I begged my mother to have a boyfriend. She kept saying, you're 15, you're way too young. There's no way in hell. And he happened to be <laughs> right? She's actually the munch cake. My dad is, is an Italian. Oh. And, and the, the guy who came along was 19, right? So that was a huge deal at that age. And he was the first representation of what a boyfriend was what romance looked like, how a man was supposed to treat me. That was my first and only look into a relationship. And um, around the same time, my father left my mother. So when I was 15, they got divorced and, and he left. 
And within two weeks, my very first boyfriend when I was 15 also left me for another woman. And it not only it being my first relationship, but having being left by someone for someone else was a really hard pill to swallow because I just didn't know any better. And at the time, to be honest, I thought it really wasn't a big deal. I wasn't devastated over it. I was upset, but it didn't, you know, shake me up on a, on a, in a huge, a huge way. And with my parents' divorce, it was hard, but I knew that if they were happier separate, that that was okay by me. And I guess I thought I took it well. You know, I could see that already. I'm going to throw out a foreshadow and see if I'm going to get it right. Um, you know, you haven't shared the story, but what I already see coming for our listeners, and I, I'm sure there's, you know, smarter than I am here, but yep. there's going to be patterns that are about to start to happen and evolve. Some things that were really subconsciously rooted at a very early age, I hear it coming. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned, everyone. I wasn't self-aware, right? I just thought, oh, I, I'm, I'm good. I've, I've got a hardened shell. I deal with things on my own. I'm strong. I've always been that way. And so I just didn't deal with what was really going on inside. So, so, you know, I dated a couple of people, skipped to my uh, next serious relationship when I was 18. It was, you know, my first love, my first everything. He, he rocked my world in a lot of ways. And two years later, he ended up cheating on me. And that was kind of the start of this horrific pattern that literally went on for years. And I'm not just talking about dating people who, um, you know, are not the greatest people. I dated uh, narcissists. I dated liars. I dated cheaters. I dated people. There was a couple people I dated that were criminals and I had no idea when I was dating them that they were actually criminals. I dated someone who ended up in jail immediately after we dated. I was attracting this, this type and I was always putting it on them. How do I find these guys? How are they finding me? What is, what is wrong with me? What is, you know, and I never really looked inward going, okay, what is the common denominator here? That was me, right? I was putting out that energy and I was attracting that type of person to me, but I didn't see that at the time. So I just, I, I have to like put this all together and, and you know, paraphrase this back so I, I'm landing it for myself because this yeah. is, I think this is so important for so many people because even as we're smiling, looking at it, this is heartbreaking because so many people fall into this dating pattern that really is destructive. So what I'm hearing is, you know, you're going along and somewhere or another, you're able to now bring us back to something happened at a very early age that set forth this pattern that you kept going out to the same type of person without realizing it, that you weren't really able to see that you were attracting a person that was completely unhealthy, but you just weren't even able to see it yet. Yeah. Actually, and, and what was funny at the time is that these stories, when you're going through them, are always devastating. I am someone who, uh, you know, I, I, humor is a big deal in my life. And how my family deals with humor is, is the exact same way. When there's tragedy, when there's hard times, the humor comes out to play. And it can sometimes seem morbid, but, you know, if somebody's sick, if somebody's dying in the family, we will find a way to use humor to get through it. So I think as a crutch, and why I didn't deal with a lot of these things at the time, is that I was able to joke about these situations and and make these situations lighter, even though when I was at home by myself, they were devastating and they were doing damage. I felt like damaged goods, you know, years into it. That's literally how I felt. But my uh, community of friends and family would always be like, God, you got to do something with these stories. They're crazy. Like you have to write a book. You have to, you got to do something, do videos, you know? So it became entertainment 
for some people as well. So there was this weird mix between, I know it's actually affecting me in a lot of negative ways, but I know how to twist it enough to seem like it's not a big deal. I have a question right here, just, you know, because if it's going through somebody's, if it's going through my head, it might be going through somebody else's. Is it, is it possible that for many people, they might just think that, you know, that's just who the guys are. You know, this is the stereotypical guy, you know, he is a liar, cheater, and just, you know, a scoundrel. And that's just it. That's, it's not really you. It's just, that's what the, the pool is out there to choose from today. Cause there's no moral, there's no moral North star anymore. And there's no integrity. So therefore that's what we have. So you don't really look inward. Is, is it possible that people just think that way? Oh, okay. so here's the difference. There are bad people out there. There are men who are manipulative, who will lie, who will cheat, who will do all of those things. The problem with this situation is when it happens over and over and over again, something's going on there. At what point? Light bulb goes off, right? At what point? At what point do you have to look inward? You know, that's that's really a big question, and you'll probably get to that at the end. And I'm just captivated, sitting on the end of my sofa, going, "Like, how do we how do we get to the point where we we identify this?" But I'll let you keep going. Look, it, it took me way too long. In in retrospect, if I were to go back in time, if I were to be able to talk to the 15-year-old version of me, I would say after the first situation, okay, maybe you made a little oopsies, maybe you made a mistake, maybe this guy just creeped into your life. But if it happens for the second time, and it's on an extreme level, let, let, let's put the brakes on a little bit. Let's figure out what, what's going on there. Is it something we're inviting into our lives? Is it uh, our beliefs and our energy that we're putting out there and, and that's what's being matched? But at the time, I just, the self-awareness wasn't there, right? I, I couldn't see it at all. And um, I have a lot of divorce in my family and in my community, right? Like everyone I knew at the time was divorced. My parents were the first members of my family who got a divorce. My sister has been married twice. She's, you know, older than me. My aunt on my mother's side was five times. My grandma on my mother's side was four times. So it became, you know, I, I, when I eventually went to therapy, my therapist said to me, um, what is your core belief when it comes to love and relationships? And I had to sit there. I was like, what does she mean core belief? And she goes, what is the thought that keeps popping up? When you think of love, you think of relationships, what's that word? What's that phrase? And without even thinking, it just bubbled out of me. I said, men always leave. Men always leave. Wow. That's just what came out. Wow. And I didn't even know. That that's what I had believed all of these years. But when I looked back at all those patterns in those relationships, guess what happened? The males, the males. There was, whether it was a year, two months, five years, it didn't matter. Somehow, somewhere, there's something was going to happen that the man was going to walk away. You know what I just, I want to just really summarize real quick. Most women and outside looking in, here you are, look at how articulate you are, how gorgeous you are and how well-spoken you are and brilliant here you're helping others like how could that possibly happen to you and that's the piece I think so many of us really have to look at it really just has to do with everything up in our head but yeah please continue because it happens to anyone so important and this is the embarrassing part right it's hard to talk about because it's like how you internalize it how was I so stupid how was I so blind how did I not see those things and I have learned to forgive that younger self because I just didn't know these things, right? It's, it wasn't her fault of kind of separating us. 
things happen for a reason. I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't know the things that I know. I wouldn't now be meeting, you know, amazing people and, and, and bringing that into my life if I hadn't gone through all those things. So anyway, so I started doing a lot of work on um, my beliefs and that was a big one. Men always leave. Um, I'm not worthy or I'm not deserving of love. And divorce became a really big fear of mine because that's all I knew. And that's all I saw. I never wanted to be in that position. And when you look at the stats now, 50% of relationships ended divorce, it was just feeding that fear. Although I inherently wanted love. I want a companion. I want that partnership. There's so many beautiful things that come with love, you know, and sometimes when you're in that position, and I know there's people out there who are probably feeling this now where you get into that. What's the point? Life would just be easier. I'm just going to remain single. I'm not, I'm not going through heartache again. I'm not going to go through a breakup again. And you get in this mindset and in the end, that's not happier. You know, we're meant to share love and we're meant to share life experiences and it's not for everyone, but I always knew that that's kind of what I wanted. And so, you know, skipped in my thirties. And, and when I say a horrible dating life, these patterns went on forever, Janine, like 10 years, 11 years, 12 years. It went on for a very long time. And I met a man who, who kind of changed my life. And he was the guy who I thought I was going to marry. And that relationship came to an end and it came to an end for a few reasons. But the biggest reason I would say is that I wasn't ready. I wasn't in a place that I was ready to receive that kind of love. And that kind of just so we zero in there, cause it's, this is really important. And you know, if I go too far, you'll, you'll stop me. We don't want to go too deep, but was it fear-based? Was it your own insecurities? When you say I wasn't ready, um, you know, he wanted to be together. You didn't, or was it truly just, I had those still subconsciously, those beliefs are still so deeply rooted that they weren't out yet. No, what, I, hadn't, what was it? I hadn't done the work. I was still, hadn't done the work. I had okay. not done the work. And I was still that damaged person from years ago who has been through all this crap over and over and over again. And I get to someone who is kind of ready to work through that with me and, you know, held up that mirror to my face I didn't know how to provide that. I didn't know how to be okay with getting married. I didn't know how to be okay with settling down. I didn't know how to be okay with my emotions and conflict. And it, it, it was a lot. And in the end, he ended up leaving. Of course he ended up leaving because I wasn't able to provide him with the things that he wanted out of a relationship. You didn't have the tools. You did not, you did not have the resources or the tools yet emotionally you know, all everywhere, communication skills, emotional skills, and have not really plucked out those limiting beliefs yet. Yeah. And if that had happened three years, you know, down the line, maybe I would have been in a totally different situation. How that, that relationship helped though. And and the blessing in this was that was the eye opener for me. The first time where I thought good men, really good men do exist out there. And that showed me that unconditional love, you know, that type of love is there and I have found it. Now you got to get your shit together, Chantel. <laughs> like, so now I, you got to do the work. I want to stay there a minute because all these little moments are just so important. You switched your thinking. This piece is so important. So I don't want anybody to lose it from everyone leaves. I feel like I'm going to get choked up. <laughs> All men leave to know there's actually beautiful men of integrity out there. Mm-hmm. I have to really figure this out. It's my, I'm really attracting and not ready. I have to do the work. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, that's the piece that I want everybody to take that moment 
and say, you know, really use this as framework that there are beautiful men out there. There are beautiful women out there. If you have these bad patterns and bad experiences, it's really doing the work because what you're putting out there is what you're getting back. Yeah. I, would you say that that's a fair statement? Yeah. And, and mindset is so huge. And that's something I, I work on with a lot of my clients. I just didn't have the right mindset at the time, or I didn't know how to see uh, what the right mindset was. You know, what's, what's hitting me is at this point, now you, you, you pretty much the, the, the love of your life leaves. This part is where I say you could have got bitter or you could get better. And I I got bitter first. You chose better instead of victim. You chose victory over victim. You chose the the plateau, come up higher instead of going into the pit. You went from the pit to the palace. Although I I, I did suffer for a while before I got there. I'll I'll, I'll admit that. It It was a good year of my life that I was miserable. I was hurt. I was sad. I was always crying. I was, you know, my mindset, my beliefs. I really like deep down, I knew that good people existed, but because my pattern was the opposite, it was like every single, it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Every single man that came into my life was like, huh, see proof. There you go. Another jerk, another man, proof, another asshole, proof, another liar. It was this constant, these wheels were turning in my head. And so I knew deep down that those guys existed. I just didn't know how to get out of that pattern. And that was kind of the the bottom of the barrel for me. I went through such pain. And I actually, as weird as, as this is, I had this thought one day. I woke up and I said, I should calculate how many years, months, whatever in my life I've spent miserable over another human being or over a relationship. Wow. That I, you know, Chantel, this might be one of the most pivotal podcasts. I've ever had because there's things that you're saying that I want to slow it down and make sure people heard it because I can't count how many times I've heard and, and walked alongside other, you know, females, maybe even myself of how many times I've spent tears over something that you can't control. You can only look inside and okay. get yourself better. But how long do we stay in this pain place it's just too big to move past quickly so for, and now i gotta just keep thanking you for for sharing at this level because this is you are on point but again so you you had that year and you know what it's heartbreak is hard to get over it's that's hard to get over but, so we're at heartbreak and self-realization that you're, yeah. you're miserable and, and and if you i look back on all of the breakups all of the misery all of those times when i was down on myself and blaming and all of those you know uh negative actions, I probably wasted four years, if not more of my life feeling that way. And when you put that into perspective, how how short life is and how joyful love and relationships can be, it hit me. I was like, what am I doing? How am I going to sit in this again and have it literally take over my entire life for another year? And so I went through all those hard things. And then I said, I got to do something. I got to go to, and I kind of started to do everything. (laughs) And this is where the steps came in because I didn't know what it was necessarily it was going to be the changing factor for me. So first it was therapy and I had gone to therapy in the past, but I knew I had to go back because I had a lot of stuff to, to deal with. And that's kind of where the acknowledgement and the realization of all of these things from my younger years that I thought never affected me. Oh, hell yeah, they did. And, and they did and they stayed with me, but they were so deep in my subconscious that I kind of never really paid attention to them or I just liked them. 
can we just say here, just to give clarity to some people, you know, for, for listeners, you're saying they highly affected you. Is another way to just say it became a role model? Like you didn't know what you didn't even know. You only had the role model of what you've seen. So mm-hmm. it's not even maybe that, that therapy is like for this abuse and, you know, oh, wow, sexual no. abuse, but it's this deep, dark role modeling that you didn't know anything different. So that therefore it became your footsteps in the future. Right? So yeah. therapy that is needed to unlock some of this. And, okay. and look, I suggest therapy to everyone. Therapy is not something that you need to be damaged to go to. Like I, I, I go to therapy every once in a while just to check in, just to see how things are. Cause a lot of the time, you know, we don't even know that there's things going on on a deeper level. And there is, it, you know, it's such a faux pas. A lot more women go to therapy than, than men do. And I suggest it to everyone. It is just a third party. It's someone who is able to show you a new perspective, who asks the right questions to get you really thinking. You're a hundred percent right. hundred percent right. I always try to shape the difference between therapy and coaching where therapy really does help you reflect a little bit in the past on things that need some healing that are stopping you from getting to that next level where a coach is working with someone who's really is already ready. They're ready to go there. They're, they're just, they just need the fuel and an accountability partner and we're on our way, but a, a therapist can really help unlock some things that we really like breaking, you know, breaking deep, hurtful patterns, right? Yeah. Coach can do it too, but when it's deep and it's, it's hurting, exactly. sometimes you need some of that healing where therapy can be great. Fine line between the two. Oh, for sure. And sometimes you can do that simultaneously, but I have had clients where I've said, you need to go and see a therapist first, because if there's just so much holding you back, we can't create goals. We can't coach you and move forward when there's so much stuff there that it, that obviously needs to be worked through. So, you know, I think that's my obligation is to be honest about it. If I don't think I can, can help you in that way yet, you know, come back to me in six months to a year, and maybe that would be a totally different situation. But I will be honest about that. And that's a great point. Jim revealed, uh, you know, our company, we partner with Wellsprings. Wellsprings is a counseling center right here in our local area in New Jersey. Um, and they do it. They do it nationwide as well. So if it goes past something that I can handle, you know, when, when we're talking about maybe things that go as deep as this, or maybe there is, you know, abuse at some point or recovery that's needed or addictions that are needed. We do, we pick up the phone and we partner with Wellsprings Counseling. And like you said, we work in, we work in conjunction together, but it's a really great point, but I don't want to you know take a hard left turn here. I want to come back and just go back into our story. So here we are, we have this year where we're really um, reflecting. We start going to therapy and start really unearthing a lot of this stuff. So I went to therapy. I read a million books. I journaled. I did burning ceremonies. <laughs> like You name it. I tried it. And, you know, it's a long process and it is work. You know, it's, it's hard at times. It's emotional. Um, but slowly you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Slowly you start to see people a different way. You start to attract different people in your life. And that was what was happening. And, you know, and I've, I had, have had a relationship since then. And, and the next breakup wasn't as traumatic. It, it, it you know, it, he was a good human being. It just didn't work out between us. But and, let, let's just stay there. I have to ask a question because this is the pivotal, right? One, I'm just going to go two steps back and then come back to here. Yeah. So you did work. I, I want to just capture what you said. You read some really good books. I just want to pause there a moment because I am such a book junkie. Like there are so many great books that I, I would say that that's really where I've 
learned so much is really spending time, quiet time by myself. Is there any one great book that you, you know, think really helped you? There is a million. I could even send you, I would love to send you a list and you can literally post that if you want. We did that when Wellsprings was on and everybody called me afterwards and really used those resource guides. So absolutely. So please. I a bookshelf of, of books. I would hate to get the authors wrong or the titles yep, wrong. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure that we put it into our, uh, we'll put it in with um, the information while we're promoting. Yeah. And, and now like podcasts are a big thing, um, you know, that helped me. And I didn't have that years ago. Podcasts were, were, were not a thing yet. So yeah. You also said journaling, and because I'm sitting in the same spot I was at 5:30 this morning, I still journal every Hi. single day. Every single, I'm not, I'm not letting anybody see, but this, this is every day. I it think helps. journaling is another great way. So, yeah. some reading, journaling, therapy. So, I just and wanted reflecting. to reflecting is such a huge component of this, and I and I deal a lot with my clients, you know, with reflection too. A lot of people will get out of a relationship and put a bandaid on it. Whether that's drinking, whether that's partying, whether that's finding a new girlfriend right away, whether that's just getting depressed and staying at home and crying ourselves to sleep, whatever their method is, a lot of the time they're not doing the actual work or paying attention to, to the emotions that, that need to be worked through. Listeners, and- go back and hear that piece again. <laughs> I think what everything that you're saying is just so vital. It's so vital. We don't do the hard work. So instead we party, we drink, we, you know, people are turning to Xanax and anxiety and all these different things that will never really fulfill, nor, nor should a relationship be the fulfillment. But how many times do people dive into another relationship going, well, this feels good for now. This is stopping me from feeling like crap when I'm home alone, or I feel like I want to cry. So give me more of that. In the end, when that relationship doesn't work out, it's the same patterns over and over and over again. And it is so easy to look back at your relationship and say, he did this. He was not enough of this. He did too much of this, pointing fingers. I really had to get serious with myself and go, okay, what did I bring to the table? What did I not bring to the table? You know, what did, what could I have done better? And it's not about beating up on yourself. There's a difference between, you know, my thoughts years ago on, you know, I don't deserve this and, and who am I to, to find love? It's not that it's how did I deal with conflict? How did I show up in the relationship? How do I show love? How do I express that? What do I want in return? You know, what does my future look like? It was all those hard questions that I had to ask myself and write about it. And I think writing makes it clear, making a list, putting it down on paper makes it really, really clear. And um, it, it allows you to go now into the next relationship, not repeating those same patterns and learning. Because if you had a two-year, five-year, 10-year relationship, and you literally have come out of it and have learned nothing, and all you have to say, well, oh, it was his fault and he was a jerk. What a waste of time and energy that you just put into that relationship. Like, I think there is something to learn and to grow from in every single relationship. It doesn't matter if it's two weeks long or it's two years long. You know, we don't even know each other's toolboxes that well. You know, what you're doing with inside of your own, you know, you do all a lot of dating consulting specific to men and Gem Revealed does a ton of the same. Like we're really making sure we're doing self-mastery to soulmate and really to mimic almost everything you're saying, everything that Gem Revealed is about is making sure that forget the soulmate for now. Let's figure out 
you. Let's make sure we're identifying what are your beliefs? What are your core values? What are your non-negotiables? Like what, what is it that you really are looking for that fits in right and well with you? And until you do some of that own work and you really think about your own belief yeah. system, I want to jump back to like, if you're believing that all men are, are bad, that's what you attract, right? So we got to find all these limiting beliefs and, and really create the different thinking and the different patterns around it. Unless you do that hard work, it's really going to suffer, really, really going to suffer. So I just, I commend you. And where I wanted to come back to in the story is at some point, because again, I know that you're not, we're not married yet. You or I, right? But that's what makes us so great at what we do because we're always learning. But um, when you said, you know, then you had broken up with this, another gentleman, I got to think at this point, not everything's going to work. I know, you know, I went through a relationship and did everything right, but it just wasn't a match and that's okay. But the difference is, and then I want you to tell me it's, it, it does maybe dissolve, but it dissolves a lot quicker and in the right terms with dignity. And it's not where you're sucking your thumb and beating yourself up and, and the tears are flowing and you learn quicker that maybe this isn't the right match. And that could still happen. This isn't some magic wand that all of a sudden, you know, you do the hard work and you get married the next day, but you're going through these relationships. And I heard you say it before where you're sparking joy, there is laughter in it. And then if you do realize maybe this isn't the right person, it's not like it, there might be some pain. There might be a little bit of heartache, but it's, it's not this devastation of, Oh my God, he's in jail. (laughs) Like you were saying. So I just, I want to jump back to that where you said you did have that breakup. Am I sounding like, is it, what do you think about what I just shared? Yeah, it, it was still painful. It doesn't make it easier. I think um, I learned how to deal with it better. Put it that way. I now had the tools to take from it in the past and would have gone down this, this horrible negative spiral where this time I took all of those little things that I learned from it. You know, what made me a better partner from this? What can I take from this and bring to the next one? What do I not want? What did I realize that didn't work in that relationship? You know, um, he was a wonderful person, but a lot of aspects of our relationship wouldn't have worked long-term. And in the moment, I was so madly in love that I just kept thinking, well, this has got to be it. This has got to be it. And when you take a step back from that, you realize that there were other things that you just didn't see, you know? So it was painful. It was still so hard to get over, but I think it wasn't, I knew that it wasn't the end all be all. I knew there was better out there. I knew there was more to discover. You said it so well. It's not that place where you're devastated when you look in the mirror, but there's still, there's still a heartache. I mean, Mm -hmm. that heartache is still there. You know what I said years ago? And I think this has kind of remained true. I literally was on the floor crying after a relationship, like balled up on the floor. It can't get much worse than that. And I said, I will never let a man ruin me again. But that was me. I was allowing them to make me feel ruined, to make me feel like I was damaged goods. And I'm not, I'm actually so much better today because of all the shit that I've gone through. You know what I mean? So it was, and I think that kind of pops up in my head every time I go through these things. It's like, okay, this is devastating. This hurts. I'm going to miss the, the crap out of them. Um, there's going to be hard times, you know, when I'm thinking about them, I have dreams, wake up alone, all those things. But I know I can get through it because I've done it many times before. And, and after that last breakup, you know, and I've spent time alone. And I did that on purpose. I spent between my last two serious relationships, I spent a good two years single. 
for that purpose, to reflect, to do the work on me, to find me again, what makes me happy. And it made a huge difference. When I took myself off the apps, I wasn't having fun. Dating was not fun. It was, you know, uh, anxiety driven. It was disappointment. It was all sorts of negative feelings. And I thought, why am I doing this? This should actually be a fun process. Like meeting the one, meeting your, your partner, your soulmate should be exciting. And this was not at all exciting. And so as soon as I took myself off and, and again, did the work and spent the time, then I actually at one point woke up and I was like, Ooh, I want to get back online. I'm excited to date again. Like my attitude, my energy, my body, everything about me changed. And immediately after, you know, I think it was the second person I went out with. I met someone fantastic. That energy reflected. I started meeting people. If my vibrations were up here, I started meeting people who were also up here. It wasn't this, you know, confusing thing that it was years ago. And so kind of how I, I, I got to this place is that I decided to deal with my last breakup differently instead of again, going down the, the negative pattern and, and woe is me. I thought, okay, I'm going to take everything I can from this relationship and have it propel me into something better, but I'm also going to make some comedy out of it. And I'm going to do a vlog. And the vlog for me was such therapy and I didn't really expect that. And it was a beautiful thing, but I also figured, I hope that it's entertaining. I hope that it's educational, but I also know that there must be so many other women out there that are going through the exact same thing with frustrations and sadness and being over it and worried about age and all those things that we worry about. Hopefully they'll be able to relate. And so I literally put my life out there, my dating life, you know, um, sometimes I talked about specific people or specific dates. Sometimes I talked about embarrassing situations, text messages I would get, learning lessons, whatever it may be. And this opened up my life to a whole new community. I was getting messages on Instagram from all over the world, asking me advice, asking me questions, you know, talking about the fact that they had just gone through something similar and it helped so much that, you know, somebody else was going through the same thing. And that is how I ended up getting into coaching, believe it or not. I never thought I would be here, but I started meeting people like you. I started meeting other day coaches, matchmakers in the city, people putting on single events. Um, and I realized that most of the people who were reaching out to me, funny enough, were men. Like 99% of the people reaching out to me were men. And I realized not only do they want to hear from women, because I'm a representation of who they want to date. They're trying to date women. They're trying to get into the heads of women. They're trying to understand us more, just like often we're trying to understand men more. Very true. Right? And they didn't want that guy advice. I think a lot of men, when they go out with their boys, it's like, yeah, man, I'm dating this girl. Cool. What do you need to know? Oh, you know, just just do it. Just, you know, like, you're good, man. And that's as far as it goes. And, and there's not that deep dive into these conversations, into guidance. They're not getting the right advice from their, their male uh, friends. And so this is an opportunity for them to go a little deeper and to be able to talk to someone about these sometimes embarrassing things or awkward things um, and get guidance in that way. I didn't mean to make all men and their friends sound <laughs> like Italian, Italian goofballs. But I don't know how far away from some truth that was. It was, that was good. I don't know why I was good. If you want to start, if, if, if we start landing the plane here, um, so Tell me one or two, you know, quick, concise things. What are some of the things that you would say to our listeners to guardrail some of this behavior that took you maybe, you know, 20 years? How do we shrink that down? I mean, I think we said it, but how would you real quick summarize it for our, our audience and then we'll wrap up? Look inward a lot quicker. 
look inward a lot quicker. Really, yeah. might just we, we might just leave it there, right? And stop, stop. Um, look, look at the signs. There's con- there were things that were shoved in my face over and over again, and I just ignored them. So ask yourself, you know, if there is a pattern. Number one, identify it, and and figure out where that pattern's coming from. It's always coming from somewhere. It, those things are servicing you in in some way, and that's why you continue them. Right. Right. I'm just getting love. I was just getting the wrong kind of love. Well, you you said it before, and this is why Gem Reveal even exists. It's one out of every two marriages fail, and second marriages are even more fragile. So we all have to take responsibility and look in the mirror. I know I'm divorced, so I have to look in the mirror. I know I played a part in that. And I think if I go back to myself at 21 getting married, I was my best customer because I only knew then what I knew today. I don't believe I would be divorced. No way am I saying that, you know, I wish I could go back and do it over. I'm, you know, I'm divorced. Here I am in life is, is beautifully wonderful here and now, but I don't believe I would have been divorced if I know what I know now, right? It would be a whole different story. I would have had the tools to get through the things I didn't know how to navigate back then. So I think you're saying it so well. And so, if, you know, if I, if I want to wrap up, I would say, and this is the first time I'm going to say this out loud. If you and our audience want to meet this wonderful, beautiful woman, Chantel, she is going to be here on when uh, we talked about our event that Tina and I are holding. I've not said it out loud yet, but in, uh, in January 27, 2020, we are having a live event and this young lady will be here. So you'll be able to chat with her more, but until then, if they want to reach you, Chantel, or just, you know, maybe look at your vlog or uh, have some more insight and some gentlemen, uh, you know, and here's the beauty about Gem Reveal. We know that there's enough people in the world that we want to help everybody. And my mission is to help everyone. And together we're an army. So although you and I do so much of the same thing, we probably do a, you know, who knows difference and so on and so forth. But, you know, men, if you're out there and you're drawn to, you need to really talk to this wonderful lady. How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, so they can visit me on Instagram at DateStruck. DateStruck is the name of my company. Um, they can visit my website, date-struck.com. Uh, there's tons of information on my services. Uh, feel free to send me an email with any questions. You know, I'm totally an open book. I have a page on Instagram under DateStruck as well. You see a theme going here. <laughs> I, I can be found. I can easily be found. But yeah, I agree with you. In, in collaborating with people, to me, it doesn't even matter that we do similar things. We're all in this for a purpose and we want to help other people. And I have such a passion for, um, you know, helping people not go through what I did to figure right. these things out way earlier, to get the tools and move on and not be stuck in the shit of what it put us. Uh, so, you know, and this is, it's fulfilling work. It's, it's beautiful to see people make those transformations and find what they're, they're looking for. So, you know, whether it's a small question, a big question, a story, you know, if something today kind of, um, triggered them in a way or brought up a memory of theirs. I love hearing this stuff because we're all human when we, when we go through these things, right? So, so true. reach out to me. I, this may have been, I, and I don't say this all the time because so many people might say, oh, you, you might say that all the time. But this, I, I think this may be my, one of my favorites because maybe Aww. it just touched me so much, but I know so many people that I speak to are really going through so much of what you've talked about. And I think we were really able to identify a lot of it. And as you said, we're an army. I know I want nothing more than to help everybody. So these people who are feeling really, you know, inspired right now, I hope they reach out to you and then just please audience know that Gem Revealed is here also to do that same thing is to walk alongside of you and help you become that best version of yourself to guardrail 
these, you know, toxic relationships and help you create the meaningful relationship for a lifetime. And then at the same time, we have dating consulting packages and we also do matchmaking. So we want you to find that soulmate, but we really want to help you become that shining version of yourself first. So we hope that you reach out to us if this has been encouraging to you, inspiring to you. Um, and even if you just want to encourage us, please reach out. Info at gemreveal.com. Hello at gemreveal.com. Chantel, I know that you and I will be talking a lot more. Um, I know we keep talking about this event coming up and I can see you being a big part of it as well. But most of all, I want to thank you. Thank you for being so vulnerable. Thank you for sharing what you've shared in such a way that was so articulate and such a beautiful, you know, the way that you, you know, threaded the whole story was really, really amazing. So you've helped, I'm sure you've helped a lot of people today, but kudos to you. Thank you so much. And I hope you, you have a beautiful day. All right. Thank you everybody for uh, being here to listen with us. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Gem Revealed's podcast, Discover Your Soulmate. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. We really value your opinion, so please feel free to send us your question, comments, or feedback. You can email us at info at gemrevealed.com. You can also find out more about Gem Revealed services by visiting gemrevealed.com. I'll see you next time as we discover your soulmate.